Well, hey everyone, and welcome to the drive. Hope you guys are doing well. Uh, it is uh, Thursday today, and met with the church last night. Always a blessing to get together with fellow believers and uh, worship and uh, fellowship, get into the word and just learn, grow, be sharpened, be honed in on the Holy Spirit and just be led by God. It's just encouraging. Um, And I want to kind of talk about that today uh, as I've been looking at Nehemiah a little bit here and you know that God and the enemy are not opposites, right? God has always been. The enemy is a created being, fallen. right? They're not opposite. (laughs) But the effects that they have on the life of believers oftentimes they are opposite. Now specifically I was thinking of a couple things. I was thinking with the enemy it's all about hurting. Like he wants to bring hurt. He wants to bring pain. He wants to get you into sin which is the most confusing and miserable place to be. Right? It's all about hurting. And you know the enemy doesn't feel bad when he takes a believer down or causes them to backslide or give in to lies that are super discouraging. He doesn't feel bad. He's happy about that. He's happy to bring you and I away from the Lord. He's happy to tear tear us down. And that's the thing. The enemy attempts to meet us in our minds. Not our hearts, right? Our hearts are sealed. We're secure in Christ. Following the Lord, being obedient to Him, but the enemy meets us in our minds and he whispers things subtly to try to detract us, distract us, and get us to stop doing the work of the Lord. He wants to He wants us to, to hurt, to be in sin, to be discouraged, to be let down, to be disappointed, to not move forward, to not progress in the faith, to not flourish in the faith. He wants us just to be at a standstill. And I think that one of the ways that he attempts to do that is our minds. Did God really say that? Why are you still serving God when you don't see any forward momentum? Why do you still read the Bible when you're going through the worst time of your life? Why are you still having joy in the Lord and worshiping him when it seems like nothing but trials are actually occurring? He wants us to doubt. He wants that to turn into unbelief, which is disobedience towards the Lord. He wants to take us down. He wants to bring pain. He wants to hurt us. The enemy has no good intentions, right? We know that. And we've experienced that. He wants us just to give up and say, oh, forget it. This is too hard. This is too difficult serving the Lord. This is too too difficult just talking to people about Jesus. This is too difficult doing these spiritual disciplines every single day. I mean, I need some time off, right? Like, he brings discouragement always, constantly. That's why we have to be on guard. That's why we have to be aware. We have to watch and pray. We have to pray, God, lead me by your Holy Spirit. Refresh me by your Holy Spirit. Get into his word to get those encouraging verses and truths into your mind so that it's protected against 
the enemy's attacks. Fire burns. Right? And those fiery darts that he shoots at us, looking for a kink in our armor, a weakness that we're susceptible to giving in, like he's looking for those areas so that he can shoot those fiery darts towards us and hurt us and burn us. He has only evil intentions continually. That's it. We have to make that clear and we have to realize the battle is in the mind. That's why we have to take those thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. We have to keep our eyes fixated on Jesus, right? The author and finisher of our faith. We have to keep our eyes upon not the heartaches or the difficulties or their obstacles. We have to keep our eyes focused on the Lord. His work, His way. Because here's the thing, the enemy wants to hurt. The enemy continually wants to hurt, but God wants to help. It's just a simple contrast I was thinking about this morning, and I'm like, yes. The enemy wants to hurt, but it doesn't end there. God wants to help. You know, the beautiful thing about the Lord is that, man, He is our refuge. He's our strength. He's our strong tower. He's the one who we run to and are safe. He's our refuge. I mean, these are some amazing realities. The Lord is our protector. Like, He wants to and has helped us. And He's going to continue to help us. God doesn't leave us high and dry. He doesn't leave us to the enemy to go, well, whatever. Now, was there an exception? Job, right? Probably brought to mind Job. But Job was tested, and, you know, the enemy thought, well, Job's going to lose everything. He's going to forsake you. The only reason why Job worships you, God, is because you gave him everything. You blessed him, like, abundantly. Once all those blessings are gone, he's going to forsake you. Now, the enemy, of course, was proven wrong, like he so often is. But God wants to help go to him run to him he's our present or he's our help in our present times of trouble right we have times of trouble and oftentimes now now don't get me wrong sometimes people can help other like-minded strong biblical believers can help and pray for you and lift you up and encourage you from the word yes but there there are also oftentimes where no one people could say stuff all day long but really who we need is the Lord. We need God's help. He's the only one that can help me right now. He's the only one that understands what I'm going through fully. He's the only one that's going to come through on his promises. And that's okay. Because we are not called to be independent Christians. Oh yeah, I'm a Christian, but I'm independent from any, you know, church and God and everything. I'm just, I'm on doing it on my own, but I'm a Christian, sure. No, we're not called to be independent. As followers of Christ, we are called to be dependent. Dependent upon the Lord. And even, I would even go so far as to say we're called to be defendant, uh, dependent upon one another. Because God created us for Himself. To need Him, to worship Him, to glorify Him. But He also created us for one another. To sharpen one another. To encourage one another. To help one another. Put, to put the other first. God did that. God designed the body of Christ that way. 
And ultimately, as you go through the whole Word of God, from Genesis to Revelation, you see that everything God designed, everything He put into place, was all about helping His people. And that's a reality. And that's a truth. And that's something that we can really cling on to and believe. Like, the Lord actually helps us wants to give us grace and mercy in our time of need he wants to bless us even though we don't deserve it he wants to get us through that storm that seems so daunting and bleak he wants to help and that's why Jesus says I believe to ask seek and knock because as we come to the Lord we need to ask him for help not just assume he's going to help because we're high and mighty believers. No. Like we need to seek him for help. Lord, I need help today. God, I, I'm so tired. I need strength today. God, I have no clue what to do in this decision. It's a big one, Lord. Give me wisdom, please. God, I don't know how this is going to work out. I don't know how I'm going to pay that bill. Lord, I pray for provision. What should I do? You know, to be desperate in prayer is a good place to be because you're showing you're depending upon the Lord and trusting in Him to help you in every single way. And He will. He always comes through. God is good. God is good. So listen, it's just a simple contrast. The enemy wants to hurt. And I, I mentioned Nehemiah. I haven't really talked about it, but I mean, Nehemiah, the enemy attacked Nehemiah before the work, when the work got started, in the middle of the work. And when the work was done, the enemy attacked the whole time. Now, there are three men who came against him. Because if you can take down a leader, you can take down all the followers as well. Just take down the leader and the whole thing will crumble. But what Nehemiah said is a beautiful thing. He said, I'm doing a great work. Now, he didn't recognize that he was great. He recognized that God was doing a great work through him. And I think that's something to often and humbly recognize as well. God is doing a work through me. That's not a prideful thing. That's a, Lord, I don't deserve it. Lord, you're amazing. God, you're so good. You're working through me. You're using me despite my, my faults and flaws. To recognize, Lord, you're doing a good work. Thank you. Thank you. God wants to help. The enemy always wants to hurt. But God is always there to help. And he's stronger. They're not opposites. God is stronger. He's in control. So I would just end it, Lord. Uh, I would end it, guys, with just say, Lord, I trust you. I'm dependent upon you. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to keep my eyes upon you. And you're going to get me through, even with the fullness of joy. Because no matter what, I can run to you for help, and you're there. Amazing. Well, guys, God bless you. I hope this encouraged someone, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.